we are nearly one week removed from the Tennessee Titans draft. Well, got a lot of things to get into tonight with some great special guests. Boys, you want to take it from here? Say Sammy, start us up. Sammy, start us up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm joined always by two co-hosts, Jared Van, with two excellent hats. I'm still waiting on mine. I think uh, might have been held up uh, due to performance issues. I have to talk to the bosses, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, how we doing tonight, fellas? Look good, oh, feel yeah. good. Can't wait to get this thing started. I appreciate you guys letting my kids get on because they love the intro, uh, especially with the Sammy starters up. Uh, so they were dying to get on. So I appreciate AC and Sammy and all you guys for letting them come on tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're going to be the next two to take this over. <laughs> I mean, we might need someone else soon if, uh, you know, no, we get another poor performance out of you. No, <laughs> all right. it's always all love all the time, no matter what. Um, looking forward to uh, – talking all things draft so let's get at yep, it absolutely let's get at it we got a excellent guest for everyone tonight let's bring him in mr jake robertson writer for glory day sports great time great content always on twitter as well jake how you doing tonight doing good blessed to be here guys thanks for having me looking forward to talking a little titans Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, obviously, you know, we're a week we're a week removed from almost a week removed from the Titans 2023 draft. Um, I guess the easy first question for you overall, how do you think they did and do you think they addressed the needs uh, that you had for them going into this year's draft? This was definitely a best player available draft. This is definitely a meat and potatoes esque draft, we'll say. Obviously, biggest needs coming into the draft were wide receiver, offensive line. Obviously, we didn't come with a wide receiver until the seventh round. Uh, was this Colton Dow? Didn't watch any tape on him at all. Looks like he's athletic. We know he's a, a local boy. So hopefully, we'll get what we need out of that. Overall, coming out of the, the, the hangover of the draft, I, I dropped my grade from an A minus to a B plus. We know it got well, well, this and didn't drink mayo on my coffee today, but hopefully we, we got our guy and we'll see how it goes. Peter Skaronsky thought he was the best offensive lineman of the draft. and I, I Yeah, that was going into my uh, questions since we're talking about the line. And obviously we drafted two offensive linemen in this in this year's class. Uh, I was going to say, how do, you, how do you think this line is going to play out this year going into this year with a new offensive line coach? Uh, granted that we got Keith Carter out of there. And he, uh, with Aaron Brewer, uh, with his press conference, he was definitely not a player's coach. Um, so that could have been part of the issues uh, going forward. A lot of the issues were probably Dennis Daly, though, last year. Let's not uh, fool ourselves here. So we talked about it last week, me and Vin, uh, about how we thought the line was going to play out. Do, do you, like, plug him in at left guard, um, Skaronsky, and are you good with Dilliard, or we're just moving things over? Are you going burn skill to left guard? Are you bringing him, uh, Skaronsky, over to right to help out MPF? How would you play this line? So I, I think Brent Skill is going to stick at right guard. I, I see Skaronsky coming in at left guard. Uh, Dillard, we know he's been in the league for quite a few years now. We've never seen that development that we were looking forward to. 
I really like Jalen Duncan. I mean, we, yeah. we've got a steal, I think, yep. and I, I think he's going to be a stud in the future. Obviously, technically, he needs a little work. I think he's going to – this is going to be a redshirt season for him. Um, but I think our line key pieces are built there for the future. Aaron Brewer never should have been a guard, and we know that. We saw that last year. Kicking into center, I think he's going to be improved overall. Um, so, overall, MPF, he's going to improve. We, we, he, he had his ups and downs last year, as any rookie should, and I, we should expect that from Skaronsky as well as even technical as he is. We're going to see yips from time to time. Um, but overall, I think our, our offensive line is overhauled, and I think we're set for the future. And I'm really looking forward to the season, how it plays out. Let's not uh, let's not forget, uh, MPF should take a major step coming back now because you got Brunskill, who actually started, I think, most most of all of his games, um, 590 snaps in San Francisco. So that's going to help MPF's development going into year two. And now you're bumping Aaron Brewer over to center, which is he, that was his natural position. And now you have a solid guy at left guard to help out a weaker center, in my opinion, with Skaronsky and Brewer. So you have two guys on either side of Brewer to help out, you know, in the run game or pass game. God forbid anything falls down, which we didn't have the depth last year. Yeah, I mean, I actually had the exact same grade, grade as you, B+. plus. So I guess they say great minds think alike. Um, I said, you know, the, we, we could have went receiver a lot earlier, but what did Titans fans do all year? Bit to complain about the line. We addressed it in free agency. We addressed it in the draft. I said this literally verbatim, just about the same thing. Ten-year All-Pro, Hall of Fame potential, could play left guard, could play left tackle. Agree with you on all fronts. We'll start off as a guard, and Dilliard's deal is short. We could probably get out of it, I think, after the second year. So if we needed um, uh, Skronsky to play tackle, I'm sure he could. Love the pick. Um, my question for you is, though, I know you said Duncan was a steal. How do you feel about our third-round pick? Because he's getting a lot of shade thrown at him on Twitter because of the knee. I was a big fan of him leading up to the draft. Actually, someone I wanted them to get was, one, did Darnell Washington so bad in the third round that when they said Tajay Spears' name at first, I was annoyed. But then I realized, I said, shit, that's the kid I've been talking about all week. So I love the pick. think he's going to be a great compliment to Henry. Um, I'm not too worried about the knee. And clearly they liked him. His senior bowl tape was amazing. Uh, how do you feel about that third-round pick? I, I I had Tajay coming in at 91 on my big board. Uh, we picked him at 81. So just a little bit off, and that's kind of what we expect coming into the draft. There's going to be some, some higher, some lower. But Tajay was a guy that just dismantled the USC Trojans last year, and I love that as an Oklahoma fan because – can't deal with Lincoln Riley anymore, but <laughs> Tajay is amazing. Um, and we really saw him take that next step forward in the senior bowl as well. That's really when he blew up and he can be that spell back to Derrick Henry this season. He's going to be dynamic coming out of the backfield. The knee doesn't concern me at all. Um, he, he played without an ACL last season. It's not like it just disappeared afterwards. Um, obviously his career is going to be shortened a little bit. I, I kind of expect that, that almost Jay Ajay, uh, contingency. It's going to go for a couple years and then we shouldn't be signing a, a running back to a second contract anyways, unless it's Derrick Henry, you're, you're really not going to get that guy. And as yeah. we see this 49ers, um, front office take in, we're going to see a, a, a more analytical approach to the running back position. And I, I really didn't mind Haskins last year either. He, he had to pick and plot a little bit, but I think we do have 
are back set for the future. I think they're going to add another guy in after the Henry departure, if not after this year, the year after that is what I'm anticipating. But I, I love Tajay. I think he's going to be great for this this season and in the future, um, at least for this rookie contract. Yeah, well, like I said, great minds think alike because I was thinking the same thing. If you can get four quality years out of them, you know, I saw the Sam Frank comparison as well with all the backs. They roll in and out of that system. So um, I'm glad someone agrees with me finally. So, Jake, let me pick your brain on this. Uh, obviously, although he wasn't the Titans' first pick and we have very high hopes for Skaronsky long-term in this offensive line, um, the sexiest pick in this draft by the Titans was clearly – their second-round pick, Will Levis. Now, uh, there's a million ways you can go about uh, how you believe the Titans are going to handle him and the quarterback position in 2023. But if you had your reputation on the line as far as um, you know, answering the question, what do you think the Titans do and where do you think they move at quarterback if, or at least the starter in this year's coming season? I honestly think Tannehill is not going to be there. Um, I, I, I think that it's in the TV leaves at this point in time. Um, if he is there, fine. We, we know that what that, that movie is going to look like. Um, he could win us the AFC South again. Probably not, though. I think the Jags have jumped us at this point in time. I think we could be back in that contention, and we'll be fighting for that. But um, Will Levis, I was a guy that was higher on him than the consensus. I had him as my eighth ranked coming in, which would have been my QB three behind only Bryce and AR. Um, I wasn't a big CJ Stroud guy, um, but Will Levis, 2021, that's the tape you got to put on. Throw 2022 away. We know he dealt with the shoulder injury. We know he dealt with the dislocated finger. We know he dealt with the turf toe. So I'm throwing that away. He lost his offensive line. He's operated in a pro-style system for the last two years. So I think he is one of more of the pro-ready uh, quarterbacks coming out of this draft. We know he's got the supreme arm talent. And uh, he's got a quick release. We know he can move through progressions, and he's going to fit into our system pretty well with the play action. Um, don't know who he's going to throw to other than Traylon Burks, but we'll figure that out as we go. Um, but, yeah, I do think he can move into this upper echelon in the AFC as far as the QBs go. Um, there is a definitely uh, smorgasbord up there, especially with Aaron Rodgers coming in with the Jets. But uh, this year – we're seeing what we got. I want to know what Will Levis has. Um, being a second-round pick, we don't have that fifth-year option either. So we, we know what his contract's going to look like. I'd rather see it earlier rather than later. That way we, we know what we got to do next year. Just like the Malik Willis season last year, we saw what we had. We know we don't like it, and we need to know if we can move on from that earlier rather than pushing it down four years down the road. Yeah, I, I mean, you you brought up uh, who who our quarterbacks are going to be throwing the ball to. Uh, we drafted in the fourth round, I believe. I have here a huge monster of a man in the tight end in Josh Wiley. This kid is six seven, two fifty. Do you see him uh, obviously making the roster? I mean, you assume so. He's going to make the roster, and you think he has a chance to start to pair with Chig in twelve personnel because that could be lethal with him underneath and, and Chig, uh, you know, with the speed as the tight end. I really like Josh coming out at a Cincinnati, Cincinnati and uh, that's that's really that Luke Fickle, uh, Mike yeah. Vrabel connection right there. Yeah. Um, big dude. Um, obviously, you would think he would be better as an inline blocker um, coming out, but he, he is going to be. 
I see him as that Austin Hooper replacement. And we brought in, oh, what is the other guy? The tight yeah. end. Yeah, from the Jets. Uh, Wesco. Wesco. Yeah. Wesco is an amazing blocker. And I kind of see him as – he's Luke Stalker yeah. reincarnated. Jeff yeah, well, not Jeff Swain. Jeff Swain that can play. Yeah. Jeff Swain that can block. Um, but, yeah, I, re- I think we have one of the better – tight end positions in the entire NFL. And we expect to see Chig take that next step forward as well. And uh, I, I think he could be a top three tight end in the league, especially with that athleticism. And we know Josh has the ability to be that red zone target for us as well. we got to score points somewhere. Yeah. we got to score them, and they're not all going to come off the back of 22. So we got to figure out what that's going to look like. And Josh is 6'7", still got the slender build, but we know he's got that catch and traffic ability. Well, this is going to be a really random question. I lost you guys for about 30 seconds, and I dropped an F-bomb, so I don't know if you guys heard that. But um, good. Anyways, now you know. But this is a random question. I talked about it very briefly, and I thought they were going to address it in the draft, and Jake Moody was someone that went way earlier than I thought he would. What are the plans for this team at the kicking position? I know we signed an undrafted kid. Um, I'm sure we're going to have someone compete with them in camp, but it's been a position that has no stability, it seems like, since, God rest his soul, Rob Baronis. Um, you know, so what do you think we do at that position as, you know, foolish or, you know, crazy as it seems to ask about a kicker in, you know, a week after the draft? Man, I, I don't even know what we're looking at at this point. I, I, it might be finger licking Sam Ficken for all we know. We'll see what the, the undrafted kids got. I literally have not looked up at him at all. But um, Fat Randy, we know he's gone. Oh, thank God. Could could I be wrong about this? Did, did Robbie Gold sign a contract yet? No. No, I don't believe so. And he's a Stan Fran guy, so it would make you think. I thought that would be more of like an automatic thing. I Like I said, I don't know what it is with me and kickers, but when they released him, I'm like, wow, the Titans need to sign him like now. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, like I said, it's a full, not a foolish question, silly or whatnot, but it's a it's a position that you know if you feel like uh, Randy Bullock made that kick week one, we might have won that division. So, you know, we need them when we need them, and we haven't had one for a while now. I just wanted to see your thoughts on the on the kicking position because it looks like we never have punter as a problem. We always figure that one out. So, you know, I wanted to see what you thought about the kicker. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. I. I by no means do I think he's going to be a, a uh, all-star, and I know we'll probably be kicking this down the road next year if I had to imagine. Yeah. I, I guess they could ask Ryan Stonehouse if he, how, how he feels about kicking field goals, but I don't see that happening either. Nah. But uh, we we, we got to score points somewhere. That's that's the biggest flaw in the Titans uh, as of last year, and uh, a lot of those are going to come from the kicker position, so we got to figure out something. Yeah, so – I mean, for weeks now, I've been putting on Twitter, and I, I still stand by, even though, you know, each day that passes is going to be more and more unlikely. But I believe there is some unforeseen plan this team has at the wide receiver position that nobody outside of the inner circle knows about. Um, who that player would be and at what cost, I do not know. But, you know, it's unfathomable to believe that this organization went into this draft and decided that wide receiver was a good position to attack in the very last round. So I guess my question to you would be, if there is a move that's going to be made to bring somebody in, what would you believe to be the most likely scenario, uh, you know, team and player? So the Titans are not a splashy team. I know we all want them to go out there, get a new Hopkins, 
go out there and trade for somebody, go get a T. Higgins, a Brandon Ayuk. I highly doubt that's probably going to happen. More than likely, I think somebody's going to get cut, and then we're going to bring them in. Having that be Corey Davis or a Sterling Shepard or whoever that might be, obviously we know they're going to bring somebody in, and we're not going to roll out NWI and Chris Moore out there every week. And if Kyle Phillips can take that next step forward and maybe that added muscle will keep him through the 17-game season, I don't doubt that either. But, uh, yeah, we'll really see how this play out. If I had to pick somebody, I, I really think they're going to go out and get a, a Corey Davis at free agency after he gets oh, love that. Like that. They, uh, they, ha- they have a lot of guys. Now, if you look in the NFL, I've been looking. The Carolina Panthers are very stacked at wide receivers. The Denver Broncos are stacked. The Jets are stacked. So I wouldn't mind a Corey Davis coming back. Um Marvin Mims got drafted, I believe, by the Broncos in the second round. So one of those guys could be, uh, you know, Judy or, or Cortland Sutton for a cheap third or something or a fourth or something like that, possibly. But uh, the thing I've seen you even post on Twitter, and I was all about that too, was Terrence Mitchell, uh, I mean uh, Marshall, uh, on the Carolina Panthers. The kid got drafted last year, I believe, right? Two years ago. Two years two ago. Two years I ago. I loved, I loved him co- in college. And now he's kind of fading out of that room right now with all the veterans being signed, and especially with Jonathan Mingo coming in the second round. So, I mean, maybe he'll be a cut casualty. Maybe you could trade him for cheap. Who knows? I mean, that's another option. From from talking to Panthers fans after I posted that, they, they seem to be a little bit higher on them uh, than, than they, they probably should. Um, they were they were throwing out first-round pick for him. That, that's not oh, going to no. happen. I, I see a fourth or a fifth. Obviously, yeah. we don't have the, uh, the fifth next year, so no. – uh, the, the fourth, I am totally awesome with that. He's only 22 still. Yeah. The guy that's taking a step forward the last two seasons, he's on the brink of a potential breakout. And we know he was hamstring, hamstrung from the, the quarterbacks and that, and that uh, Panthers offense. But, uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to get a younger player that is underachieved to this point. Terrace Marshall, I had him, I think, ranked fourth coming out of that, that draft. So I was – even high on him then, I'm still carrying that over now. Maybe it's this, we, we fall in love with a player in the draft, and maybe they're not good at all. We just we just want to we want them to be. But, uh, yeah, somebody going out there. The, the Denver players, if we had to get one, I, I really would prefer Judy. Um, Sutton, I think he's great. I think he's going to cost a little bit more. Judy's kind of in that same realm. He's kind of a little over, underachieved up to this point, and I, I think we – I think they're still probably going to cost a first. Yeah, uh, that's, a high, that's a high. That's high. Yeah. And, and the T. Higgins, that's the other one I brought up. He's going to cost even more. You can't pay everybody, though. So there, there, there's some – somebody's getting brought in, and uh, I'm really interested in seeing if it's sooner rather than later. Tell the 2021 Rams you can't pay everybody. They figured it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, – That was a myth. One more question I had for you, because you said it earlier, you know, you don't think Tannehill is going to be here next year. You know, there was a rumor that came out today. We were shopping them. Of course, the Atlanta Titans wanted them down. Uh, <laughs> wanted them down in uh, Atlanta. So how do you think he goes? Do you think he's a post-June one cut? I mean, you find it hard to believe that he's showing up um, to all these off-season programs just for him to be cut. You feel like the Titans might have gave him the respect of saying, listen, after June 1st, we're cutting you. You could show up or not, but that's going to be the deal. Or do you think we move him potentially to an Atlanta or a San Francisco, something like that, where, you know, they kind of need a quarterback at the moment? So I think they want to move him. 
But if they can't, I think he will be a post-June first cut. Um, Atlanta would be the option of choice, I think, at this point in time. Arthur Smith, obviously, is very familiar with him, and that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, Desmond Ritter, I don't think he's a guy. I, I think he's just a jack, just another guy. Um, and then speaking of Arthur Smith, we saw him also talk about uh, our first-round pick, Peter Skaronsky, today. Called him the boringest guy in the room. Um, so – We'll see what we got there. Um, I would love to see him get moved, and I don't. I don't even care what the compensation is at this point. We know we're, we're lacking draft draft capital next year, and that might even give us the extra firepower to go get that receiver if we can make that move. So, we'll really see what's going to happen here. I, regardless, I don't think Tannehill is going to be a, a Titan uh, this upcoming season. And then Malik, that's the other one. Um, obviously, we've lost faith in him. I think there might be another team that's out there that might throw us another seven, throw us a six. We're burning a third round. I see that, and that's fine. I think they want to bring in a cheaper veteran, though, having that be a Carson Wentz, God forget, bid, a Matt Ryan. We'll see what that looks like. But I do think they want Will Levis to start, and I think they want somebody that can help coach him up in the future. Listen, there's a, there's a yeah, but like like I'm getting into now, right now. Uh, there's a lot of Tannehill hate on this podcast um, right now, especially. Um, I see no hate towards him just because he's done a lot. He is the fourth, I guess, one of the best passers in, in Titans history as of right now. Um, it's not paying much. It, it's, not, no, it's not, but it's but it's also getting to my point now. Okay, we drafted another in my opinion, project quarterback in Will Levis. I was not a fan of him uh, coming into the draft. I did not want him. I was very adamant. So was Vinny, and Sal wanted him. You know, everybody wants that franchise quarterback. I have to agree with Sal. I think everybody here can agree with everybody that we all want that guy. We want the Josh Allen. We want the Patrick Mahomes. Will Will Levis uh, be that guy? I don't know. But we had it very good with Ryan Tannehill for the past couple years. So if we get him out of there, that $27 million, now you're stuck with Will Levis. You said he was the eighth – um, overall player on your board. Convince me and us right now why Will Levis can be that dude for the Tennessee Titans and show the NFL that he is that dude. So, convince them, Jake. You don't have to convince me. Just those two. So I think he's the leader of men. Um, I really think Vrabel is really lacking that leadership on the offensive side of the ball, especially with the departure of Lawan. And we know he likes to talk. AJ Brown's gone, of course. Um, but, yeah, I think Levis really could take that next step forward in the league. And as far as a how I had him ranked, he was still my third. And I really do believe the process of picking him in the second round was the correct process if you don't believe he is the guy or not. We're going to take these shots on these players that it's a coin flip. He could be – the guy day one, or we might see we have nothing in him very quickly. And that's fine. But the process is you're not going to go out next. You, you can call it the crash for Caleb or whatever you want to call it, the tank for Tua. It's always going to be next year. And we see that with the receiver stat. Now, everybody's on Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, as well. It's always kicking it down the road. you got to shoot your shots sometimes. And where we got him, it's perfectly fine. So, I mean, we could have thrown in a receiver at the second round, but then we're stuck with Tannehill for another year, or, or we're kicking it to Malik. It's really finding a guy that fits your scheme, that you believe in, 
And there was the when it came out the character concerns in the draft process as well. He rubbed people the wrong way. I mean, that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady rubs people the wrong. I'm not calling him Tom Brady, but we see that he could be Baker Mayfield too. Same thing. But shooting a shot, we're going to see what we got real early. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going into it, you're saying cut. I understand that the whole process of cutting Tannehill June first. You save the $27 million. You, you can come in and sign a Corey Davis to a one-year $3 million deal. Who knows? You don't know that. But then the following year, if, if, if you're an okay team with Will Levis going into the following year, you have $100 million in cap space. A lot of these teams are surrounding their young quarterbacks with as much talent as they can. But I, I said it a couple weeks ago on this podcast, next year's receivers uh, on the open market are, are not that great besides T. Higgins. So, like – what would be the move? I don't. I don't know what would be the move for wide receiver. I, I mean, we're stuck in a hard place right now. Yeah. Now the and position. Yeah, the receiver position next year does not look great. It didn't look great this year either. No. Of course, football. It, it's nothing is guaranteed. We might look at this class next year as piss poor, but come next year, we might have a guy that broke out, and then we'll pay them whatever it is. But having that cap available, we can build around. We, we saw with the the Bears this season; they threw yep. they threw money at everybody. We can see a similar position next year. Saying Brunskill doesn't work out, we'll we'll be able to bring that that right guard in. Saying Brewer doesn't work out, we can bring in another center. There's going to be money out that to play around with. We can add to the defense. We'll see what that looks like. Big Jeff, that's going to be our, our cornerstone that side. So. We're really going to be relying on the defense regardless next year, I believe, as well as this year. But I think it's going to be better next year. But we're going to find our guys. And I I, I trust Rand. I really do. I think he's a vice versa of J-Rob. And I believe this year we might be okay, if not bad. And next year I believe we do take that next step forward. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, that's actually what I was going to ask you real quick. I hypothetically, Levis is the starter. We bring in a receiver, whoever Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, um, you know, pedestrian, you know, weapons basically outside of Henry. What do you think the ceiling is next year? Is it a, a seven and, and ten? Is it a even worse? Or do you think if a few you know bounces go our way, we could go you know ten and seven, nine and eight? We stay healthy. We'll see what we got. That's the biggest thing. And it has been the last couple of years. Um, Mike Rabel, he, he could lead a middle school softball team into the playoffs, I believe. I believe yeah. we got our guy there. So um, as long as we're not rolling out practice squad level players, I think we're going to be okay, regardless of whoever the quarterback's going to be. I mean, Malik Willis was able to win a game next year. Surely Will Levis will be better than that. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll really see what we got. And I trust the guys that we've brought in as coaches this offseason as year, as well. I think that's been our biggest attribute um, since the Rabel era, really. So we'll see what he can get out of these guys. And I, I believe we, we could get into a 10-7-esque, but I believe it's more so going to be on, on the below 500 scale. We could make the playoffs. We'll see, though. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. All right, Gray. All right, before we let you go, we have a new segment here. It's it's called uh, Think Fast, and uh, we're going to ask a couple questions uh, to get to know you and just have a little fun. So, Sammy, start us up. Think Fast. All 
All right, so first question, it's going to be for everybody over here since we all uh, put this together today. Um, so we'll start with you, Jake. Uh, first celebrity crush. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't even know off the top of my head. Man, 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 man. Kelly Kapowski, maybe? I mean, mm. that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the go-to, I feel like. Um, but, man, I, I, I got to go with that. What do you think, Vin? And Becky. Ooh, mm, wow. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's been Jennifer Lopez since I was five. It's never changed, never will. She's always been. Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Next show, we'll, we'll dive into that more. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the first the first uh, crush would have to be Carmen Electra and Baywatch or, or Pamela Anderson. You got me on the Aunt Becky one, but uh, as into my teens, I was going with Jennifer Aniston. So that those would be mine. Mm. So um, next question would be, as a sports fan, which ticket would you want for the rest of your life? Like, a.k.a., you know, the Masters, the Super Bowl, NCAA. I mean, it's got to be the Super Bowl, 110%. I, I Super love Bowl football. every year? Uh, Super Bowl every year. I mean, you could go with, like, uh, maybe, maybe you just want UFC pay-per-view tickets. You got one every month. You're set. You got you got plans. But the Super Bowl, I mean – that that's got to be the cornerstone, of course. I got you. Uh, are there any superstitions on game day for you? Oh man, yeah. I I don't wear my Derrick Henry jersey anymore. That's got to be my only one. It was like three weeks in a row we lost. I, I, I it's in the closet. Still wear it. It's more of a uh, a fantasy football draft day now. Usually got pretty good luck with that, but on game day, I I, I don't wear the jerseys. All right. So speaking of Henry, and to wrap everything up. Um, we have a cut, keep, and trade. So, are you with, with those three? Is it Henry, George, and CJ? Oh, what do you man. cut, keeping, and trading? I believe, I believe I'm cutting Eddie. Oh, that's the and right answer. It, it's Eddie. the right answer. The longevity is there, of course, and he might be my favorite Titan of all time. But on a skill wise, I believe he's just a step off. I'm trading, and that one's hard. I, I got to go with I'm trading Derek just based off this offseason. I have seen that I am willing to do it, and I don't think I ever gotten to the point where I would have ever traded CJ. So I'm keeping Chris Johnson. That, that's that's my answer. Solid, solid choice. Solid choices. All right, Jake. Well, listen, we can't thank you enough for coming on and uh, shooting the shit with us. We'll definitely uh, keep in touch with you throughout the season as it progresses. I'm sure there will be many other, you know, movements that come and go before this season wraps up. But before uh, we let you go, let us know where we can find uh, your work. Uh, pretty much. I'm just on Twitter right now. I'm just right there on the screen at, at Glory Day Sports. Check me out. We, we got the website as well, but all of my content is going to be on Twitter as of right now. We might kick off the, the Glory Day Sports show again here soon, but as of right now, check me out on Twitter. I post daily. Hit that follow button, and we'll see you guys there. Absolutely. Jake, uh, you have a great rest of your night. We'll be in touch. We'd love to have you back on soon. Thanks. Well, be anytime, guys. Y'all stay blessed. Right, all right. Up. God bless. Jake Robertson joining us, uh, talking Titans football, Titans draft. I listen, I damn those damn hats, man. I can't wait to get. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm the new kid at school right now. I'm really, it's, it's, it's bugging me. And that's I, I, I opened this package and I said, oh my god, that the gear is fire. If anybody wants it, go on the website. Sick gear. Yeah. We got the snapback hats. Is that a sweatshirt? sweatshirt? 
Yes. No, no, no hood. No. We got it. We got one of the uh, the real the thin hoodies, the white one. It says sick white on hoodies. It. I'll be wearing yeah. that next yeah. week. Yeah. I'm hoping very comfortable. If anybody wants to come shoot them later, well, your um, address is over here every other month. It's hard for them to keep up. I don't know. What can I say? I just you know to change uh-huh. the scenery. For, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the last one for a while. So you guys don't have to worry about that. But uh, before we wrap up, listen. I, I, I can't stress this enough. Every day that passes, I am more and more freaking excited for Will Levis as a Titan. And I and I'm not I'm not gonna stop talking about it. I watched this kid literally like the the they 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 talked to him, obviously. The Titans talked to him, they asked him, like, you know, we saw you were upset, and he's like, Yeah, I I, I was pissed off, you know. I, I thought for sure I was going the first day. I'd feel I deserved that I should have went the first day and I didn't. And I, I just, I look at him, I look at his eyes when he talks uh, and there's like that perfect balance of arrogance and confidence that I think every elite NFL quarterback has. If you look at Burrow, Allen, obviously Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they all have a little bit of arrogance to them, but that's what they need. They need to act that way in order to build themselves up to perform the way they do. And that's how I view it. But I know you guys are still off the wagon. I hope to God you are right because I've been trying to convince myself on the phone with my brother to try and watching Will Levis tape saying, is this the guy? I'm just trying to. But when you say that about, oh, how pissed off he was, he didn't get drafted in the first round. I texted all you guys in the chat uh, yesterday. You know who else was pissed off about that? And you know who else was one of uh, Mel Kuyper's first overall quarterbacks? No, Josh Rosen a couple years ago. And look what he's doing right now. He's He's at Kroger's. Bagging groceries, right? Yeah, now. but you, you, so look at, you let's let's not hope that this turns out to be a frozen <laughs> situation. And let's hope you want to talk right. about a guy who looked who looked confident. That guy looked like he just got out of bed every time I looked at him. Oh, he was a can't miss guy on Mel Kuyper's board and everything else. This is my number one guy. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> beep, beep. Well, beep. it's 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 funny that you guys Sal said, you know, Josh, you know, that that subtle confidence arrogance you know what i mean because i and then jared said you know josh rosen comparison it's funny you guys say that because i think it's going to be exactly the same one way or the other i think we are getting the next josh allen where he's a freaking nature giant arm big guy electric will extend plays and we fall in love with him or i think he is sam darnold you know what i mean i know he was a first round pick but you know i wasn't huge on him everybody loved him he ended up going in the top 10 and and busted out pretty quick and is a career backup now. So I want to say the kid will be better than Josh Rosen because he couldn't even get on the field. I mean, that was actually a shame. Here's one thing that he has that none of those bad quarterbacks you mentioned have. This guy's release is as fast as it gets. And the reason when I, and I watched a 40 minute video uh, Josh McCown does a, a podcast now now with some guy, and he breaks down film on all these guys coming out of the draft. And one thing that he emphasized in that show that he took away from Will Levis as opposed to any of the other guys that are coming out of this year's draft is the speed of which he can release the football and the distance that I can go. He said the only other guy he's seen that has that fast of a release – and can get the ball down the field that far. And he said beforehand, I'm not saying he's this guy, but I'm just saying I've never seen anyone do that in an organized game like that 
other than Aaron Rodgers. He's like, Aaron Rodgers is the only guy I've seen that was able to get the ball out as fast as how I've seen Will Levis throw the football, especially in that 2021 season. So, I mean, you know, I remember on a couple weeks ago's show, how I said he didn't look like he was in the same, like, physique bracket as C.J. Stroud. Well, he's the same height and essentially a little bit heavier than him, I believe. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I was way wrong about that. And uh, I watched his full pro day. I watched his 10 minutes of his worst highlights. And between the fact that he had hardly any talent around him, really, we're talking NFL-level talent throughout his entire college career. Um, I think the best guy that he ever threw to is the dude that was on the Giants last year for like 10 minutes, something Williams. Yeah, whatever he was. Wondell. Yes, Robinson, Wondell Robinson. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I just – I'm getting more and more confident, and I have more and more faith in him. Uh, and it's just a matter of getting him in. Get him in. We only have four years to figure it out. We don't have five. So you got to get him in now. No more waiting a year. First-year starter. Figure it out. If we suck ass, guess what? We didn't give up any first-round picks. We have our first-round pick next year. If we suck, go get Jamar Chase or go get your T. Higgins for Traylon Burks if he's the dude. So, I mean, you got to just – it makes so much sense to start Levis from the jump rather than continue with Tannehill, might win you eight games. I, no one's going to tell me otherwise. Just everyone else has to get on board, and I hope you guys will do the same. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not totally against that at all. You know, I brought it up last week uh, that he doesn't have that fifth-year option, so you're kind of in a weird spot. You know, what do you do? I, I'm uh, – sorry, something just popped up on me real quick. But, yeah, I'm a big believer in, too. You got to see what you got. You know, I'd rather have him uh, for four years than three to see what he could do because we know this year, even if they add a veteran, I'm glad he didn't play with any talent at Kentucky because outside of Derrick Henry, there's not much talent on this team. You know, Chig is obviously a rising guy we're high on, but we don't know what we have in Burks. Chig, you know, we're high on him, but he's got to take that next step. So I think he's got to get his feet wet, and he will fall on his face early. I mean, there is going to be an adjustment for him, but there also was one for Josh Allen. Made a lot of boneheaded plays, but we saw the potential was always there, and he lived up to it. So, like I said, I think he's either going that route where he is our Josh Allen or, you know, Jared could be right where he could be a bust, and we could be stuck in quarterback poverty for what it seems like a lifetime now. I hope it's not the option, and Obviously, we got a root for the kid at this point. So, yeah, yeah if they want to cut Tannehill, save the 27, see what this kid has, and then go buy a receiver next year. If you got to pay T. Higgins fucking $30 million a year, go do it. I mean, you got to pay somebody, right? So, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm the, as time goes on, I'm more of a, you know, with siding with you on that salary. I think we do need to cut Tannehill and, you know, see what Levis has got. So, and guess yeah. what? Again, even if that's, I'm sorry, Jared, real quick. If he does suck and we throw him in there, then maybe, maybe Caleb Williams is a possibility. Who knows? I know it's going to, in our head, we're going to be like, oh my God, first, you know, two years back to back, but at least we got him at 33 this year. So it ain't going to look too bad if we're going to spend the first on Caleb Williams next year. Go ahead, Jared. I'm sorry. No, and like I said, if you if whoever's on listening to this podcast when it, when it comes out, um, if you're not convinced like me and possibly Vin uh, on the Will Levis thing, I'm going to tell you this. I texted you guys in the chat, all you guys. Go watch On the Clock with Will Levis on ESPN+. Plus. It, uh, it's with Archie Manning and Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, and they talk about their camp 
and it, it goes through the process of how Will Levis goes through the camp, and they and he interviews him, and they show you the highlights, and they talk about everything. It slowly convinced me to try to get on board with Will Levis because the guy has immense amount of talent. But like I said, he played at Kentucky with a shitty offensive line and no weapons last year. Jake said throw last year's tape out, go to 2021. I saw 21's tape. It is good, but there still was frozen eyes. He was very strong in the pocket, so hopefully this kid pans out. So like I said, if you want a little quick 30-minute watch, go watch On the Clock on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, I mean, listen, the kid's built like how you want a quarterback to yeah. build. 6'3", 230, cannon of an arm, has all the ability in the world. It's uh, if he can live up to his potential. And if he could, we got our guy for a decade. If not, yeah. we'll be talking about this for the next, uh, you know, God knows how long. Well, I mean, it really just follow a long line of lists or a long list of guys that never panned out for us. Like I've said, I've cried, yelled, screamed <sighs> 25 fucking years. Been waiting for a guy, for a franchise guy. Now, you can make the argument that Steve McNair was a franchise guy. Okay. what did he, I mean, he played, what, nine years for the Titans? That's a decent That's a decent career. Still got a yeah, he's still got us to the Super Bowl, but I'm talking about our life for man. Oh, he's yeah. For a long time with that, yeah, that, no. or that team. And yeah, then no, it's but- a laundry list of, you know, people that were awful, people we thought could be good, could be good people that were good for a little bit and then either fizzled out because they were fucking head case or because they couldn't yeah. stay healthy. You know, I'm, a, I'm scared that this kid and I, Jared and I said it before, not to keep harping on it, Jake Locker, you know, big kid, athletic, extended plays, Showed some promise early on, but couldn't stay on the field. And then we're traumatized with the injury history of Mariota. So I feel like not to sound paranoid, that's always kind of in the back of my head, too. That we're, scar- we're scarred. Yeah. Yeah. But- I, 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 I just think – I think Levis is a much, much more, more uh, polished thrower of the football than Jake Locker was, me me personally. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I think, I think Locker was more of the Tebow type where he would just kind of – you know, lean on his athleticism and, you know, he could throw it, but I don't remember seeing any kind of, I mean, like you, you watch, and I, and I know it doesn't matter, but you watch Will Levis on his pro day and, and, and some people said it and they're not wrong. You compare it to kind of like what Zach Wilson looked like at his pro day. But, um, you know, you just look at the effort, how little effort it takes for him to just throw a football on a 40 yard rope in about an, an eighth of a second to get out of his hands. It's, it's just hard not to have faith. Um, and I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be, you know, I did it with Malik. I did it. And listen, it was, it was, it was Tyler Rowland that really let it settle in for me. Like, I'll give him credit. He said, listen, you got to get to six out of 10 to be an average quarterback. It takes a lot of time to get through the, the numbers, each number. And he's probably at a one or a two tops. We don't have time to get him to, to get him to average or someone that can start regularly. And I understand that now. So I was on his back. I was all for him. And I'm going to do the same thing for Will Levis. And so I'm proving it wrong. And, uh, you know, that's the bottom line. So we'll see how everything pans out. Uh, make sure, as always, you guys share the show. Thumbs up, like, all that good stuff. We're going to keep you up to date on all things Tennessee Titans, as always. Uh, anything you guys want to throw in the mix before we sign out tonight? No, man, we're definitely doing something right. Manscaped wants to uh, keep us around a little bit. Uh, that means uh, people are watching us, Three Chooches, uh, Talk Titans, and uh, hopefully we continue to grow. So we appreciate everything uh, our viewers are, are doing for us. 
Absolutely. And I can't wait for us to choreograph this next week so can I, I can have my straight out of Compton gear on too. Straight and we can actually, we could really be the real NWO, which is the vibe I'm getting looking at the two of you right now. A little Dre, a little Easy E there. So uh, hopefully uh, the third one can t- come in there. And go ahead, man. I know, you, I know you got something on the tip of your tongue there. Go ahead. No, I always got something on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you got else on the tip of your tongue tonight or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about what's on the tip of my tongue. You keep showing up every week. Welcome back. It was, it was nice. <laughs> uh, watch yeah. it, Chrissy. Watch yeah, it. Yeah, watch it, Chrissy. You can make a trip down the turn play. We can go to Pine Barrens if you want. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hi, uh, nah, welcome back. We miss you. But, yeah, great show. Great guest. Yeah. Um, we could talk about this draft class, and I'm sure we will, you know, up until the start of the season. And, you know, hopefully it's another shoe drop soon, whether it's Tannehill or we go get a receiver or, uh, you know. but Kicker. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, people, like, might laugh when I bring it up, but we haven't had one in a long time. And when you, have, when you have a good one, man, it, it really, you know yeah. – takes the stress off you in a big way. You know, I'd love to have a Justin Tucker or a Robbie Gold or a, you know. To, uh, to sit on the couch like this when a 53-yard field goal is uh, going yeah. up in the air and say, ah, it's money, Dude, no problem. they literally uh, said it. They said that – I saw this stat the other day on Twitter. Justin Tucker has accounted for 20% or something of Harbaugh's victories as head coach. Yeah. Like, he's literally won games on his foot that, is, that has gotten this guy into Hall of Fame talk type coaching level it's like it's ridiculous it's something every freaking nfl fan takes for granted people like the chief fans people like the packer fans for a decade people like the baltimore fans you you got to realize how important it is and i hope we 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 find out you know that we give a shit as well about it but oh um, i got i'm getting in shape now i played a lot of soccer growing up so i could pass the physical (laughs) now they might have to give me a call you know I'll work for a very, you know, less than I'll be, I'll be, I'll be your hype man. Yeah. Hey, listen, oh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's probably going to retire soon, so we could see what he wants to do moving forward. He wants to change, play the real football. Harry uh, King says he wants to kick when he's done at Tottenham. He's a huge Brady fan, huge football fan. I think a lot of those guys should start doing it because guess I what? It, it translates easy. All you're doing is yeah. going from kicking a soccer ball to a football, so – Let's we'll not talk about kickers and let everyone go to uh, go to sleep on us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Everyone have a great night, great day, great week, and we'll catch you on the flip. Tighten up, Sammy. Send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. 